Hey everybody, welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz and Happy New Year. If you're watching this sort of live in real time-ish, it's uh, the beginning of January 2020. Welcome, I hope you have a fantastic year. I hope you got a lot of good jazz in front of you. And I've got all kinds of fantastic stuff coming up for us here at Digging Deeper Jazz every week. So yeah, let's dig into this stuff. Today, I wanna talk about embellishing melodies, how important it is and how easy it is to misunderstand what the point is and to do it wrong and to make the melody sound worse than had you done nothing. So that's what I want to talk about. And before we jump into that, since it's, you know, that time of year when people are energized to try to make some changes and, you know, all that New Year stuff, I'm not big on the New Year's resolutions, but I am big on making a plan. Find something you care about and make a plan to make it happen. And that's how amazing things happen, right? So we're here talking about jazz. So I love that you're watching this video. I love that you're clicking around YouTube watching a bunch of videos. That's not a plan. That's better than nothing, but it's not really a plan on how to get ahead. A plan, okay? And so that's going to involve some back and forth. If everything's sort of in your head and in your little bubble and between you and the music stand, that's not a good plan to get better. So I want you to get some help, whether it's from a private teacher or, you know, whatever you do. For me, that's why I created jazzwire.net for you guys, the adult amateurs, the semi-pros around the world. And so when you come into uh, Jazzwire, I hear you play. I personally listen to you play, recording of course, and give you a plan, a practice plan. I did eight years of university studying jazz. I never got a practice plan like what I want to offer to you. A plan on how to get ahead. Here's your strengths. Here's your weaknesses. Here's how to really optimize this amazing thing you do. Oh, here's this thing you didn't know you were doing. When we fix that, it's going to be a game changer. And then getting into our communities at Jazzwire and working on this stuff with a plan, with a guide, with support. So that's what I'm going to say about that. It's, um, it's not going to break the bank for you. And if you want to make noticeable, I mean, you will noticeably be a better player a month from now. This is the way to do it. Click on the link. And if you use the code DIGGINGSPRING, 50% off the registration fee. So hope you get rolling with that. I hope I get to meet you at Jazzwire. Okay, so getting into this embellishing the melody stuff. Now, I wanna first say that about half the songs in the real book, you know, when somebody gives you a bunch of jazz songs, half those songs are not jazz songs. Half those songs written by Jerome Kern and Cole Porter and Gershwin and all those great writers need to be interpreted. The, the way they're written in the real book, they don't swing. If you play what's written in the real book there, that's not good. It's not going to swing. Not good. Whereas you shouldn't embellish Donna Lee by Charlie Parker or uh, Fee Fi Fo Thumb by Wayne Shorter. Those are jazz compositions. You treat those like religious relics. You play it like that. Okay, so that's the difference. So this idea of how, like, so I'm saying we have to uh, embellish a song like All the Things You Are. That's what we're going to use as our laboratory here today, the great Jerome Kern song that so many jazz musicians love playing. So, yes, the, the rhythms aren't quite right. But here's the thing. When I tell people at Jazzwire or some of my students, hey, embellish this melody, they start adding a lot of different notes. So there's this sort of what, what I consider a sort of miscommunication or misunderstanding, or at least for me, when I'm talking about embellishing a melody, I want us to make the melody sound better. So what I'm, what's implied in what I'm saying is I want to inject some jazz feel into the melody. The melody is 
perfect. That melody, those notes and that harmony and that order, we, we're playing this song 70, 80 years later because Jerome Kern got it right. So th there's nothing really wrong with the notes. It's where we put them in time makes them sound more like jazz. So what I want you to, so what I'm, one of the big points I want to make here today is when we embellish a melody, don't think about adding a bunch of notes. I know some of your favorite players do that. That's not the first thing we need to worry about. We need to worry about making it swing. And then if you choose to add notes down the road, that's another thing, but that's not what we're talking about here. So when I'm talking about embellishing melodies, I'm talking about embellishing the rhythms, changing up the rhythm so it makes it swing a little harder. What I have here is the first eight measures of the song, All the Things You Are. And on the top stave, I wrote the melody the way you would see it in the real book or in a fake book or, you know, any place you would find this thing published, it's probably written exactly like that. What I wrote on the second line beneath is the exact same melody, but the way I would think to embellish it. And I think most great jazz players would think to embellish it. And I consciously wrote the music one line on top of the other, as opposed to here's the first example, here's the second example. That's how I typically do it. Here, I wrote it differently because I want us to be able to see vertically, oh, these notes are together. Oh, Jeff wrote that one different. I can see it doesn't line up vertically. Oh, these ones line up vertically. So yeah, this should be actually a great tool to uh, see what we're talking about. So let me do this. I'm going to play the first eight measures just with a play-along accompaniment so you have a good sense of where the pulse is and where the feel is. And I'm going to play exactly what's written on the first line and see how it feels to you. Is it swinging? Does it sound like jazz? Here we go. Right, so that hurt my soul a little bit to do that. Uh, so yeah, that's that didn't feel good to me. It wasn't swinging. It, everything was very heavy, and uh, we can come up with a bunch of adjectives, but you know, heavy, plodding. I don't know. That's what it felt like to me. So now let me play it as I wrote it on the second line. All right, my soul feels a little better uh, playing it that way. As you can tell, I certainly like the second version a lot better than the first version. So I embellished the melody, but I didn't add notes exactly, right? What did I do? I changed the rhythms. So we could take the broad lesson to be when you're embellishing, we want to change the rhythm. Let's be more specific. We want to add syncopation. So now, um, and, and for years, you know, I would tell people that, hey, add more syncopation. And people would start syncopating it, but it would just sound like a bit of a mess or it would be overdone. Or So I really did think about what is it that my heroes are doing? And I did come up with a couple of sort of good rules. Now, these rules, like so many rules, um, my son is learning how to drive right now. Maybe that's why I have this terrified look on my face. Um, and so he's got a million rules going through his head. But he's actually driven many, many hours by now. So those conscious rules are sort of going away as practical experience replaces them. But those rules were important uh, to begin with, right? So yes, we're going to start with these rules. And at some point, you'll hear, oh, that's what Coltrane did. That's what Cannonball did. That's what Bill Evans did. 
and then the rule can sort of disappear now that you have a framework. That's what I want to give you today. So here's one of the rules. When we are coming up to a long note, play that long note an eighth note earlier. So that's it. So a long note um, is very often some sort of an arrival note, such as the note in the uh, seventh measure, second last measure. So that's an arrival note. So instead of arriving on the downbeat, in jazz we want to arrive a little early. So instead of playing on beat one, I'm suggesting we play an eighth note early, which means the end of four of the previous measure. So you can see in a lot of places here, um, going into the second measure. The second measure lands right, that long note lands right on the downbeat. I played it an eighth note early on the end of four. So that's the first change I did. Let's jump ahead to the fourth measure. There's a half note on beat two. Instead of landing right on beat two, I syncopated early. I played that note on the and of one. Then if we look in the third last measure, or the second measure of the second line, same thing with that half note on beat two, I played it early. So all these times, I picked a long note and I played them early. Do you have to do it every time? No, absolutely not. If we do this too much, it starts sounding corny or repetitive or overdone or whatever the right word is, right? So you'll use your sense and all those thousands of hours of listening to jazz to determine what to do with it. Now, how about this? In the third and fourth measure, we have five Gs. Quarter, 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 quarter. Yeesh, that's pretty heavy, pretty nasty. So what I did is I syncopated one of those quarter notes and played it a little bit early, right? So everything that I've done here has to do with playing a note early. Let me play this example again for you, the syncopated version, and see if it doesn't sound somewhat natural, like yes, I wrote it down, yes, I composed it, yes, I'm reading it now, but it should have a bit of a jazz flow. Check it out. Okay, so I hope most of us are agreeing that that syncopated version sounds more like jazz. So that is how I want you to embellish the melody. Don't worry about adding notes. Perhaps we could repeat a pitch a little bit, but I'm giving you the strong, strong advice of get good at embellishing the rhythms of these standards, these show tunes, these movie themes. Now here's the thing. If you're a guitar player, if you are a piano player, any comping instrument, or if you're a drummer, this is where things get really, really interesting. How often does the drummer get to play the melody of a tune? The answer is practically never. However, all good drummers are always playing the melody. Their ride pattern is being informed by these rhythms. So a good sax player knows these sort of unwritten rules of how to syncopate, and they're gonna make the melody more interesting, more jazz-like. Well, here's the thing. A good drummer and a good comper knows these same rules. Now, the sax player, the person playing the melody, may make a decision, they may syncopate this one, and the drummer doesn't decide to syncopate that one, or vice versa. So sure, we're not always in perfect unison, but very often, most drummers I know are gonna syncopate into the second measure. So they're gonna not just play ding, 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 landing on beat one. What they could do is play ding, 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 ding. They could change their ride pattern and perhaps add a little something on the snare drum or the bass drum 
to highlight that melody. They could choose to connect with the melody. A good comping instrument, if they know how the sax player in this instance playing the melody, if they know my playing, they're not gonna play the second chord on the downbeat where it's written. They're not gonna do that. They're gonna play it early. They're gonna syncopate. So here's the thing. If you're working on your comping, everything I've said in this video applies to your comping as well. We wanna syncopate our comping. Just because all the chords are written over the you know beat one of every measure, we don't play them there. We, I would say we rarely play a chord on beat one. That's, maybe that's an overstatement, but we usually will play it syncopated early or syncopated late. Okay, so there's some practice to be done here. I think everybody understands what I'm saying. These rules are not uh, super confusing, right? We kind of get what it is, but then when it comes time to play, there's a lot of options and it's easy to get things kind of wrong. So I think, I hope this will be helpful for you. But like I said earlier, um, getting some input on what you're doing, because I've given this information to people, sent them off, two weeks later they come back, and frankly the melody is a little worse because they're kind of doing it in weird places, so we have to adjust. And after uh, you know a couple weeks, month or two of going back and forth, man, does it sound so much better but that's because there was a conversation, not this one-way YouTube thing, right? So I hope you take this information, I hope you love it, I hope you work with it, I hope it helps, but I really wanna work with you so that we can get this stuff you know, really moving fast. So that's my, uh, that's my goal for 2020. I hope we get to work together at jazzwire.net. If it's not a good fit for you, that is absolutely fine. I'm gonna be here every week doing these videos, but for those of you that wanna kick it up a notch, you know where to go. Okay, have a great week, see you next time.